So on this episode of Open Box Policy, it's going to be a little random. We talk about all kinds of just random stuff today. Uh, we talk about Josh in a concert that he went to that ended up being something that he wasn't a really big fan of. We segue into talking about how we all have a concert that like really left an indelible impression upon us. And by the way, that concert, terrible. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah it was terrible. it's funny. You all are going to hear all about it. Um, we talk about what we are elitist about. Every, everybody has something that they're really elitist about, something that they just don't want to hear anything about. Like if someone mentions something to them, they just get pissed about it. Yeah. So we all talk about being elitist and what we, what we are elitist about. And then we in, all turn into a bunch of 16 year old girls. Josh opens up his most recent, uh, recent, uh, 17. Yeah. His recent 17 <laughs> magazine. Teen, hey, by the way, it's teen Vogue, not 17. Yeah. Teen, teen Vogue. Vogue. Yeah. And we talk about the, a bunch of celebrity breakups. We talk about celebrities in general. Just random shit. We get yeah, really in our a, feels about how celebrity breakups really impact our lives. Yeah. This is a, it's <laughs> yeah. a good, it's a good episode. We have a lot of fun and we end on a high note with me cussing both of these guys out. So, it's fun. I hope you all enjoy it. So tweet us and let us know what you're elitist about. We, we want to know, for real. Uh, tweet us at OBPRaw. You can also find us on Instagram at the same name. If you want to continue the conversation or have any topics you'd like for us to talk about, feel free to email us at OBPPodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys. Enjoy the randomness that is open box policy. <laughs> Waste at work tomorrow. Always wanting to record this damn podcast in the middle of the fucking night. Can't record it during the day like normal people. It's about having that dedication. And we couldn't record for the past three weeks because Josh. Fuck your face. In Chicago. Chicago. Fuck your face. Yeah. What'd you do in Chicago? Tell us. What was your main reasoning for going to Chicago? I actually went up there to go to the Incubus and Jimmy Eat World and Judah and the Lion concert. And how was that? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. It was, uh, it was disappointing. The end result was disappointing overall or. I mean, I would say that the concert in general was a success, but I was very disappointed in Incubus. So Judah and the lion really brought it. I mean, that's a band that, um, I had started to get some of their albums and listen to it and, and try and figure out, you know, some of their, their better songs. Um, Jimmy world was fantastic. First time I'd ever seen them. But the one thing that became resoundingly clear about incubus is that, um, they just didn't seem into it. They seemed, Mm. I don't know. I don't know if it was just the fact that they've been doing it for so fucking long or what, but they just, they did not seem like how, how I've seen them or how I've heard or like seen videos with them in the past. That sucks. I mean, all of those bands are all. I mean, they've all been doing this for a really long time, right? Right. But, I mean, how are you going to have a profession like that where your entire, like, that entire event is built on a connection with the crowd and you're going to come up there and half-ass it? Look, I understand everyone has off nights, but I can tell you from, and look, I'm, I'm not comparing myself to Incubus, but I can tell you in, in my few stints of performing on a stage like that, like, you do what you got to do to get in that mode, get in that mindset to perform. Um, and and the drug that it is is unlike anything you've ever experienced. So 
I understand if you're doing the same songs over and over, it could get like a little repetitive and, and whatever, but man, a band of that magnitude, I can't, I just can't imagine like not figuring out ways to mix it up, like do different covers or like do part of your set acoustically or like do something to kind of add some flair and pizzazz and yeah, to get off those tracks. Exactly. And, uh, cause I mean, even my wife had said that like, it's the same set that the, of the last one that she went to the exact same set, except for the new songs off their new album that they added in. They even had the same closer. How long ago did you see them? Uh, it's been, it's been a while. I don't know, like seven, eight years. Oh, wow. And they years. still do the same set. Yeah. Same shit, man. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, it was weird. Like, um, even the band members didn't even seem like they were really into it. The one guy who seemed enthusiastic a, was like a, it's a job. I mean, that's that. That's how you have to look at it in a lot of these guys. Like, they're going up there, they're punching their fucking card, and they're clocking in for but work. I understand that, but you can't you can't approach it with that mentality. Like, they're performers. They're no different than an actor or someone who gets paid to put on a play. You right. go into character, and then you perform. That's your mm-hmm. job, and you're you're there. You get paid a lot of money to put on one hell of a fucking show, like. I can tell you, we didn't pay like astronomical amounts for our tickets, but I mean, you saw like how close we were. We were within, I don't know, 20, 30 rows from the stage. Right. Yeah. And like, it was, it was really disappointing. I expected more from them. that, that probably, I, I mean, for me, I wouldn't go back and see him after that. Mm. I got all I needed from it. I don't even, I've never heard of Jimmy Eat World. Never. You never heard the song, the middle, the sweetness. It's I mean, just, I guess I've heard sweetness. of Jimmy Eat World, but I don't think I bet you I've never heard one of their songs. You've never heard the middle. The middle was like every middle schooler's anthem. Josh, probably. well, for you, that was like. <laughs> God. And who was the other band there? Incubus. You, you don't know Judah and the Lion. I've never know. heard of Incubus. You sent me. You've a never heard of Incubus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I've never heard of Judah and the Lion. I know who Incubus is. Uh, um, I mean, you know, Kurt Cobain's an amazing singer. Oh my god! <laughs> Are you just spitting out random like thoughts that come into your head? Yeah, it just it like goes no, in my head. Yeah, no, I no mean, yeah. Brandon Boyd. Brandon Boyd is like okay. Let me get serious. Brandon Boyd is one of the most amazing lyricists and amazing singers that we've seen in years. He He's amazing. Yeah, he's absolutely amazing. Uh, but it sucks to hear that he went up there and mailed it in. That guy, like his acoustic sets. His like acapella amazing. stuff. He's amazing, and his his lyrics. He he is an amazing lyricist. The way that he writes his music and the just just the way that it flows is it's, it's poetry. And right. It's fantastic, especially on his first few albums. Yeah. Uh, so it sucks. It sucks to hear. Well, that they, the the thing that's so annoying is like if if you look at all of their albums, they have so many songs that are popular, and even if they want to go into harder harder songs like when it comes or you know other than just pardon me um, that they could, if they wanted to mix it up and change the sets, they could, but it's like they're in some routine or maybe it's part of their contract. Who the hell knows? But it's, I don't know, man. I like, we were even looking at going to see them. Cause I've, I've always wanted to see a concert at Red Rocks in Colorado. Oh yeah. I've heard it's like, a, yeah. Um, what, a natural amphitheater. Yeah. Acoustically. Exactly. It's yeah. like acoustically mm-hmm. really sound. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's such a cool setup, you know, of course it's outdoors or whatever, but it's just such a cool setup. And, and, uh, they were actually, they're set to perform there in the fall and we were going to like, we were really seriously looking at going and seeing them, 
But I, I told her after, like, after this concert, I'm like, fuck, no, I ain't going to see him. No, don't waste money on that. That's what yeah. YouTube is and for. Like, maybe they're warming up. Maybe this is like an early stage to where they're getting their chops back because I, I don't know when the last time they've actually toured, but I know they, get, they have a new album out. Their chops back. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know what the case was, but it was highly disappointing. What was y'all's first concert? This was our first concert, actually. Garth Brooks. Really? Yeah, this was, and we, we, we realized that while we were there, that this was the first concert that we had been to together. Oh, together. I meant y'all as in. Oh, Adam and Josh. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. But that's that's cool to know. Yeah. yeah. And no one gives a <laughs> shit about you and your wife, you <laughs> asshole. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Fuck y'all. What was your first date like? The Swedish. The Swedish? What? what? No, I, I, I meant to say fuck off, and I said, like, fuck you off. Schmirgin, Fjurgin, The Swedish chef. <laughs> you said your first concert was Garth Brooks? Or DC Talk. Oh, DC Talk. DC Talk. Jesus Freak. Well, I was a Jesus Freak. I was too. DC Talk was amazing. They were fantastic. I think Garth Brooks is probably my first concert. That that concert, it was it it was like it broke the mold. I Mm. that guy, the way that he performs and the way that he sings, he his albums were produced and clean and garbage compared to his concert. His concert was unbelievable. Still, hands down. He's an amazing entertainer. Hands down, probably top three concerts I've ever been to in my entire life. Wow. Guy's amazing. My first real concert, if you take out all the you know, the bullshit church stuff, um, would have been I saw I saw Brian McKnight at the Ryman. <laughs> I, know, I, know, <laughs> I know you weren't expecting that. Uh <laughs> I've always been a huge Brian McKnight fan, and uh, <laughs> and my girlfriend at the time got me tickets to uh, to go see him at the Ryman, and uh, twelve dollars. I'm sorry, I cannot get over it. <laughs> Quit fucking laughing uh, about it. Was it. It's actually, not funny. Uh, it was R. Kelly. Uh, I saw R. Kelly. <laughs> funny thing about it, Don't I was seven years old. My parents took me to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, no, man, but he's a- another amazing performer, and one of those people to where. If you if you listen to the CD and then you hear him live, I think he's actually better live because the man just has some crazy pipes on him. That's always good to hear. Yeah. He's My up. first concert actually was uh, Reliant K oh, God. at Rocket Town. Wow. In Nash- I was like 12. Yeah. Um, but my first real concert that I consider was um, Goo Goo Dolls and Matchbox 20. That was in Atlanta. It's not so bad. That That's was a hell bad. of a concert. That was yeah. good. That was, um, I realized that I knew a lot more Matchbox 20 songs than I actually knew at the time. Dude, Rob Thomas is a talented asshole. He, he is. is. Yeah. Recently, I, so I don't, I'm not really into new music. I just don't, you know, especially like poppy stuff. One of my friends said he got free tickets and he got free tickets to One Direction. I guess it's called One Direction. Yeah. One D, baby. So I, I was just like Dude, Harry Styles ain't no joke, boy. Oh wait, no, no. Is that Harry? Is that it's Harry One Republic? One I'm talking about One Republic. Dude, One Republic is sick, dude. So we go. <laughs> I, I, I got I really thought, passionate about that. Yeah. I thought he was talking about One Direction or whatever, and yeah. I was like, I'm not going to see a fucking boy band. I'm not going to do it. And he nah. said, No, this is One Republic is not a boy band. So I looked it up and was like, Okay, never really did any research. 
the night of, he starts talking to me about the guy, and he's he was like, this he's guy. He's written so many songs that nobody even has a clue about. He, there are like yeah. articles. Like he is the most famous guy in music that you probably haven't really heard of. Yeah, he is disgustingly talented. This guy got up on stage with his band and blew my fucking head off. I Talking could about Ryan not Tedder. believe how good they were. Ryan Tedder. Ryan Tedder. Yeah. 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 The, and he, he's written for Beyonce, Ed Sheeran. Across like multiple genres. Adele. Like he, yeah. He writes for all of these people. And the yeah. songs that he writes for them, they're not just like, you know, normal mm. songs. They're these are like killer. chart toppers. Like yeah. formulation. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe how good they were. And he, he just kept, he was like, I told you. I told you. Like, this guy's super talented. His band is pretty good. But so they're singing. And it was one after another. I'm one of those people that listens to music and I have no idea who I'm listening to. Yeah. I just know that I like the song. I could not believe how many songs they sang that you had, I was that You like, had no clue you even knew. I yeah. had no idea. I was like, this is a great song and I love it. I had no idea it was them. That's how I was with Matchbox 20 when I first saw them. I was like, man, yeah. this is this is by them? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, One Republic is sick. I would. I, they're one of the bands I want to see. Um, I, I would see them in any platform, whether it was like a big stage or like a, it'd be really cool to see them in like a small acoustic set. I'll tell you the best thing to go to, not solo concerts, but festivals. Festivals, if you can withstand two to three days, amazing. Never been it, to one. Stacked, stacked with artists. Never like, been went to. Like Bonnaroo? Yeah, like Bonnaroo. I went to Governor's Ball in New York last year. Saw a bunch of bands. Well, we, uh, I went to Music Midtown in Atlanta. We have one coming up soon in Franklin that's supposed to be fantastic. Um, Pilgrimage? Huh? Pilgrimage? Pilgrimage. Yeah. There's a, So there's a chick that I work with that she goes she like goes all over the southeast to festivals. She went to Forecastle. I think she might have – she went to Bonnaroo, I think. I mean, she go. she's going to Pilgrimage. I mean, it's just like every, of course, like every night at Live on the Green here in Nashville, she's at Live on the Green. It's just crazy. It's just nuts. She is at every music festival. So she's always talking to me about all these bands, like all these people that I need to hear. All these, and, and I mean, there's a lot of these people that I've never heard of, but she talks about it all the time that when these people go to music festivals, they bring it. They right. like, they bring it because. If you get well-known for being amazing at Bonnaroo or Forecastle or Pilgrimage or whatever, it's like then more people flood in. It's like a big marketing ploy. But, I mean, she she talks about these festivals like they're the end-all, be-all. Like, they, you don't go to concerts. You go to festivals. To I just people. don't. I agree. They don't. I don't know. It, it doesn't have an appeal to me. No, it's, it's all the. I feel like there's. I'm going to be. It's, it's all the fucking much, hippies man. and all the. Is it because we're old? Is that the problem? I don't know, I guess. It is it's it's a crazy environment. There's a ton of people there. That's why it's good for the bands to put on a good show there because they have people not only for them but for all these other popular bands. So right. if they're especially if they play earlier in the day cuz this is like an all-day thing. Yeah. Starting at like 11 I think it goes from most of them go from like eleven to eleven. Bonnaroo goes all fucking and night. They usually have like but, a tons of stages, right? Yeah, yeah, they they have at least like five stages. But um, that's that's why it's good to put on a good show because you got all kinds of people there that are just begging for new music. There's one up in Ohio I thought about going to a couple times called Rock on the Range. And, yeah. And I swear to God, every time they have like the most amazing set list of bands I want to see, all yeah. the remains, Flaw, which I, God kills me, I've never seen them live. Um, and I just can't do it, man. My buddy Alan always tells me that he'll probably end up being a guest on here at some point, but he always cool. tells me 
one of the things that he loves the most about Bonnaroo is that it is just the the most joyous experience because everybody's loaded. Everybody is just, it's all about love and light and having fun. And he's like, everywhere you go, people are like offering you joints and offering you drugs. And it's just like, everybody wants to have fun. He's never seen a fight. He's never seen anybody like yell and scream and get mad at Bonnaroo. He, he's adamant about it. Does it smell like a combination of shit and body odor, though? <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah, it smells like a hippie's underwear. Ugh. But he loves it. I mean, th- this chick you know, that I work with, she loves it. She loves it. I mean, every day of the week, she wears another shirt that says something about some music festival she went to. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm never a huge fan of people that are obsessed with something. Right. Like, she lives and dies by it. If, if you're not going to the festivals or if you don't, like, know some of the bands that are in some of these groups or in some of these lineups, then you're almost, like, less than. Right. It's like you don't, wow. you don't know who, like, the Papa Smurfs are. And you're like, who the fuck are the Papa Smurfs? Like, yeah. And she's like, it's only the best, like, alt-rock blues and, like, thrash metal band ever. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it, you know what I mean? It, it, they're it, huge it, on the Des Moines, Iowa scene. <laughs> yeah, they're huge in the, like, the polka circuit, you know? It's like, what? So, so she talks about music like that. She, it, it, You know, we all have something that we're elitist about, and that's kind of how she talks about music. But, I mean, Devin said it. He said flat out, like, if you're not going to festivals, you're missing out. Mm. No, I, totally I, I just said it's, it's better to go to music festivals – to experience more bands than just a, a solo concert because literally you're, you're paying about the same amount of money for one band or two bands as you would for like 80 bands at a festival. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It is a different scene though, because yeah. people are there all day. Um, there's a ton of people there because you got a fan base like from much. What are you what are you saying? Are that's you my big problem. He just said I don't like people that much, and that's my big problem. Like it, large groups, they they just freak me out sometimes. I felt nervous as fuck when I went to go see One Direction or One Republic or whoever the <laughs> fuck it was. Dude, you're obsessed with One Direction. <laughs> yeah, Harry Styles. What a stupid name, by the way. Harry Styles. I think that's. I think that's name. like yeah, his, that's his real, real name, yeah. fucking name. And he's got that huge head, that huge muff of hair. He's talented, man. He's got some. I know. I know. I know. I've heard his music. He's pretty talented. He's a good singer. He's going to blow his voice out. He's oh. going to blow it out. He did that one. Because he's all throat and no diaphragm. Like how I pulled that out on him. Yeah. Yeah. All throat and no diaphragm. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of my ex. Don't uh, you give me those God. fucking hippo eyes. Like I'm, yeah. a, like I'm an idiot. Hippo those eyes. Hippo eyes. <laughs> what, explain to me what hippo eyes are. Just those fucking bursting white eyes. Like those are, big, are rolling. Big doe eyes. Dumb, like yeah. I'm a dumb motherfucker. Uh, but what the fuck are we talking about? Oh, people. I hate me. Yeah. I don't like big groups of people. It makes me stressed. Oh my God. You want to hear something crazy? So I go to see one direction or and one Republic. I go to see Jesus. one Republic and I, I told you, I'm just like my dad. I said, I told you on the last episode, Gregory. Yeah. Like when, when I said shipwrecked over and over again, I couldn't say train wrecked. You know, I, I, <laughs> I'll do that for the rest of my life. I went, I, we bought some beers. We bought two, four, six, six beers. They're tall, but they're bigger than 24 ounces, a little bit bigger than 24 ounces. Yeah. $75. God. Yep. $75. Dude, is that it, like eight? It's the same dollars a beer? No. Dude, 13. That, they, that's what Jesus. they were at, at Incubus. It was $13 for a fucking serious? domestic draft. Yeah. Wow. Yep. $13 a beer. 
And I mean, I, they were free tickets. So I'm like, we're going to do it up. We're going to drink expensive beer and listen to One Direction all night long. It'll be awesome. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry. What's your favorite One Direction song? Uh, I have no fucking St- idea. Story of My Life. Is that your song? Do they sing that? Yeah, it's a, it's actually a good song. Yeah. Wow. Never thought I'd <laughs> hear you up. say that. Yeah. Shut your mouth. So My you f- brought up you brought up uh, how that this person that goes to all these different festivals is an elitist about it. What's something that you're an elitist about? Uh, What's some, all right, let me change the let me change the verbiage. What's something that you're somewhat of a snob about? That it's this this product or this thing only, and I'll never change. Oh, that's that's tough because I I'm I I'm not super brand loyal. I am. I'm. Well, all, I didn't mean to put it on a brand stage. You no, know, I, I know, but I mean, I'm always kind of looking out for what's best. I I'm probably. I might have to revisit this, but I'm probably a little elitist about. About vehicles, hmm. like car, but I'm a big car guy. Like, I mean, like there was a chick at work. Quick story, quick offshoot. There's a chick at work. I, I that's how that's how all of Adam's stories start out. Like, yeah, quick story. chick at work. Yeah, fifteen minutes later. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. So she was, she comes up to me and she's like, I want to I want to buy a car. And everybody tells me that you're the person to talk to about cars. I'm like, Yeah, you're right. I am. I don't want to be a douche about it, but yeah, you came to the right guy. Wait, I own up. So to she it. starts throwing out every car manufacturer. What did you say? I said, Wait, I own up to it. Yeah, she starts throwing out every car manufacturer that you would never want to buy. Kia, and you're, was and, Kia her number one? No, I would. I wish she would have bought a Kia. <laughs> she came to me and she was like, I'm thinking about a Jeep Compass, and I, I threw oh up in my God. mouth. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> Then she said, or a Volkswagen or Volkswagen. And I'm like, honey, you are making all of the wrong choices. You are going after all the cars. What are you raising your fucking hand for? <laughs> Did you really call her honey? Did you I'm, say, hey, sweetheart? I said, I called her sugar tits. I mean, I'm going to say, honey, on here, I want to, <laughs> I want to like, I want to soften it up. Go ahead. I sorry. said, hey, sugar tits, listen to me. So Volkswagens and Jeeps, they have this thing called unreliability and they just are ridiculously unreliable. You don't want to buy one. I know it sucks, but you need to buy a Toyota or a Honda or, you know, something Japanese for your first car because otherwise you're going to be in the shop all the time. Guaranteed. She bought a Jeep. She bought like a, and I mean, brand new, peeling the white shit off of it, off the lot. Did she get a compass? She got a a compass or a Liberty. Oh, God. Dude, the new Jeeps look so They're awful. I swear to God. I, I watched. I'm like, okay, 30 days have gone by. I was like, hey, Haley. Uh, how's your new Jeep? And she just stared at me and was like, it's already in the shop. The transmission went out. It was a 2016. She bought it in 2016 fresh and it already needed a transmission. <laughs> I would have traded that bitch in immediately. <laughs> and I, t- and she just looked at me and I loved it. But the vindication, she was like, I should have listened. And I was like, yes, you, you should just have. love hearing you were right. Yeah. That's the second story you told that us is. tonight where you got second told you were right. So I'm kind of, it is? Yeah. Yeah. What was the first one? The dude getting fired. Yeah. What guy getting fired? That, the the, guy, the guy. guy that you told him it was the wrong selection for the position. Huh. <laughs> we won't well, go we talked deep. about that off yeah. the podcast, you <laughs> bastards. You can't, you can't hold me accountable. It's not coming over on the air. 
Well, now it's on the air. Yeah, anyway. Anyways. I'm elitist. I'm kind of elitist about vehicles. When someone comes to me for my opinion, I mean, we're all that way. If I go to Devin for his opinion, I'm like, someone told me to talk to you about this. And then I, like, defy him. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, well, yeah, I'm going to be fucking elitist about that. But, like, I fucking told you. Don't do that. Interesting. Devin, what about you? Anything? Mm. I don't. Let me think about it for a little bit. You go. So, off the top of my head, one would be game consoles. I'm PS4 only, and Xbox can lick my sack. Oh, my God. That's, a, that's 100% the truth. Um, outside of that, um, <clears throat> I'd say I, I, wouldn't, I don't know if I'm elitist, but I consider myself pretty knowledgeable and in-depth about pro football. Okay. Where if you wanted to know something about personnel or players, I tend to know a decent amount. God, I always get so hammered when fantasy I'm fantasy football. When I'm around guys like you, because I don't, I have played football and been watching football for over, I mean, almost thirty years. I'm thirty eight, thirty years, let's say. Right. And I, I could not right now if you put me. A gun to my head, and you said name one NFC team. I couldn't do it. If you said name, okay, fine. I, I name one AFC team. I, it is just a crapshoot. I have no idea, and it drives guys like you fucking crazy. Because I, I, I'll be at work, and someone's like, "Man, NFC East," and and I'll just stare at him. I'm like, I have no fucking idea who's in the <laughs> NFC East, and they're like, "How old are you?" Like everybody's super least about it. Like, don't you play fantasy? No, I don't fucking play fantasy football. I don't get into that garbage. I don't play fucking fantasy baseball. You know what I mean? You know what I do on the weekends? I fucking do shit. You know, I don't sit around like jacking off of my computer. I will say on the flip side of that though, I feel like I've, I've drifted in that category and I'm, I'm not, I have not been keeping up with it like I normally do. So I, I think it's part of that whole thing of growing up and like, as you get older, you're, I don't know your your hobbies and like what you're interested in changes. Yeah, and um, of I'm course just, I'm not as interested as I used to be. It doesn't make any sense to me. I know we have the NFC and the AFC, but like, what? Why? What? What's the difference? I mean, we don't have to talk about it. Well, you see what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't make sense to me to have two different divisions or two different conferences. Yeah, why? Why? It doesn't make any sense. And then to you me. have four divisions within each conference. I mean, I get, I understand math. But I don't, I don't understand like why. What is, what is the AFC and why are they different than the NFC? What makes them different? Or do they name their teams differently? Are they cities instead of states? Well, or it's they... just it's it's how we have <laughs> our super. I mean, it's how we how we have our Super Bowl. I know, but why couldn't they just be called number ones and number twos? Like I don't fucking understand. What what is AFC American Football Conference? Yeah, and uh, the NFC is National Football Conference. So yeah, what separates the American and the National Football Conference? Why? Um, I you see what I'm saying? So I I my, that's how my mind works. It, it's it works like so if there are separations, there must be a reason why, and I'll start to delve into it just to make sense to me so I can remember it, and it never made sense to me, so I've never been able to remember it. Like I still don't understand if someone was like name a a baseball team that's in the the whatever. 
I couldn't do the it. The National League and American League? I have no <laughs> fucking idea. Well, someone one time was like, you know, there's going to be a na- – the- I remember when the National League and the American League like started playing each other in regular season. Intramural games. Yeah. Uh, intramural. Yeah. <laughs> Interleague play. Interleague play. This is church. And I, and I just <laughs> – yeah. I remember when that started. And I just looked at someone was just like, I don't get it. Like, is this a big deal? Like, it's a huge deal. And I'm like, I don't – why? Why is it a big deal? Why don't they just play each other all the time? And it doesn't make any sense to me. They're like, Boston's going to play so-and-so. And I was like, doesn't Boston play so-and-so all the time? They're like, no. And I was like, I don't fucking – like, I just don't know. I don't I don't care. It doesn't mean anything to me. All right. So you don't give a shit about sports. That's not fucking true. I care. <laughs> I like watching sports. Sorry, I went way off on this fucking tangent on that one. Off the rails again. Yeah, like, it's typical. Yeah. I'm so, frustrated. I'm sweating. I'm frustrated right now. Clearly, you got very pissed off about that. Yeah. Have a cigarette or something. I wish. <laughs> I wish. I'm very elitist. I just It just came to mind. See, that was movies. perfect. I gave Devin time to think about yeah, his shit. Plenty of fucking time. Your rant gave me plenty of time I think to think could, about that it. That was pretty much a whole podcast by itself right there. Anyway, Devin. I'm elitist over movies. Just like good ones from bad ones or you know stupid ones from... The actual what, good ones. And like what actors are in there and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I mean, my girlfriend, she went to see was that stupid girls, girls night out or something like that. I heard and it. She was, was like, it was garbage. It was the funniest movie that I've ever seen. And I was what? like, you like stupid movies then. She and she was like, no. She, she, and I understand movies are very opinionated. You know, you like what you like, but well, they're subjective. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Does she also like legally blonde? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Clueless. Yeah, she does, actually. Hey, Clueless is a good movie. Shut up. Right. So was Legally Blonde. Yeah. yeah, what the fuck are you saying, Josh? No, Anyways, I heard... Continue your point. Yeah, I heard the Girls' Night movie was like... Someone someone said this exactly about it. They said, in no way, shape, or form was that ever going to be labeled a good movie, but it was funny. Does that make sense? I, it doesn't to me, no. Yeah. Because a, like, like a bad movie jokes, can't be funny. A bad movie can't be funny? Is that what you're saying? Mm. A bad movie can be funny. They can land some jokes, but typically if a movie is funny throughout, it's going to be a good movie because it made you laugh. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, this person was just saying it was a horrible movie, but it was funny. Not to totally cut. Oh, okay. Uh, they were saying it's it's horrible as far as like, Plot line and and yeah, stuff the, like it, that, was, but it was in funny. no way a good movie. Gotcha. That it was like yeah, a, yeah. it was a sh- it was an awful movie. But there were parts and shit that these girls did that were hilarious. Right. Not to totally jump around on your point, but do you if you're in the midst of a shitty movie, just something that's by God terrible that you can't even like fathom? Do you if you, let's say you get halfway in and you're like I I don't know if I can take it anymore. Do you stop the movie or and or get up and leave? Or do you finish it out because you feel like you're invested? I've only ever gotten it. I stay. I've only ever gotten up and left one movie in my entire life. What if you're? What if? What if we're, what if we're not even talking about theater? What if it's like Netflix? Okay. If if and it's you're like shit, if it's, I'm an hour into it. Do I like? Do I need to see how this ends or finish? If okay. it's theater, I'm I'm watching the whole well, thing. Paid I paid for, for this movie. I'm yeah. a cheap steak. Cheap cheap steak. Cheap. I'm a cheap steak, dude. I'm a pork loin. Uh, anyway, um, I stick out theater movies, but if it's on Netflix and I'm not seeing it going anywhere, I'm done. This isn't worth my time. Now, if the movie is an hour and a half and I'm over halfway through, you might as well just fucking finish it. 
True. If you're like 20 minutes in, I'm gone. All right. So you're a movie elitist. I am. Yeah. But anyway, back to my story. Yeah. She was saying like, oh, it, it was it was one of the best movies and funniest movies that I've seen. And I was like, man, you, you really like dumb movies then. And this is my girlfriend. Like, I, I love her. I'm going to tell her the truth. You like stupid movies. And she was like, no, you just had to see it. And it's like, no, I don't, I just don't, I don't think girl movies are funny. Very little girl movies that I've seen. Bridesmaids, hilarious. Yeah, fucking I love hilarious. Bridesmaids. Um, let's see, Mean Girls. Dude, Mean Girls is my shit. Dude, I love Mean Girls. Yeah. Don't but I typically, I don't know about you guys, and this is, this isn't sexist in any way. I just like what I like and like, don't like what I don't like, you know? This isn't sexist in any way. Hashtag Immediately no says something <laughs> sexist. Says, I'm not racist, <laughs> but not sexist. I, I just don't find women comedians or women movies funny. Is that just me? And that's okay. Yeah. I, I, I go both. I mean, I think there are more male comics that are funny than women women we talked about this in the last podcast they get they get into this thing like amy schumer or lisa lampanelli uh where they they just like talk about like all the gruesome stuff about being a female and their periods and you know how they all the like big dicks they fuck if a guy got up on stage and was like talked about all the wet like loose pussy he fucked I mean, it would just be, I would be like, that's disgusting. Like what? Yeah. You are such a fucking horrible comic. Why can't you come up with something better? We talked about this. Right. About like why Amy fucking Schumer's like stealing shit for Christ's sake. You know, like it's not that fucking difficult. When it comes to comedians and I, and it doesn't matter if it's man or woman, like what I find to be funny usually has to do with their approach and, and the way that they land the joke. It isn't so much. Yeah. Like I mean, it is what they're saying. Like, it can't be just ridiculous stuff, but a lot of it is is the approach. Um, but yeah, they're yeah. Whatever. I think a lot of female comics end up they just kind of miss the they miss the the mark. I, although I think Sarah Silverman's hilarious. At she least is. she used to be. Yeah, she was great. I mean, she could just talk about anything, and it was great. But um, I, I mean, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they're, they're they're probably not as funny, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, not really stand up or anything, but um, as far as like movie and TV show comics and stuff like that, do Tina Fey and Amy Poehler I think are hilarious. Oh yeah, genius. Parks and Rec, uh, they've done a couple movies together. They were okay, but yeah, they they really shined on SNL and everything. I love those. Yeah, shows. Thirty Rock and Parks and Rec, they're, they're yeah. fantastic. Um, what was I I I, I think. Um, the new cast on Saturday Night Live. You have the one girl. She was in Ghostbusters. Uh, Kate McKinnon. No, well, that's oh. where I was going to end up going to Kate McKinnon. Kate McK- so we're going to start at the punchline. You don't mean Christina Wig, do you? Kristen Cri- 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 Wig. Wig. I think Kristen Wig is funny. She's a good actress. She's good in her movies. Uh, the big girl. Uh, uh, what's her face? The the other. She was on Mike and Molly or whatever. Uh, Melissa McCarthy. Uh, yeah, Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy yeah. Pretty damn funny. Pretty good comedian. I think Kate McKinnon. <laughs> I think Kate McKinnon is fucking terrible. She's terrible. I watch Ghostbusters. And, I don't even know who you're talking about. We can Ghostbusters. They, they the original was fantastic. It has nothing to do with there being men. There were the the main character was Sigourney Weaver, and their 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 uh, 
their receptionist was a really strong female character too. Like everyone was like, there's no strong female characters. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like go back and watch it. And it was so off the cuff. It was a great movie. They redid Ghostbusters. It was a steaming pile of shit. It Did was, they try and make it like all comedy all the time? It was all comedy all the time. And every single male character, every one is a bumbling fucking idiot. And they did it deliberately. For Christ's sake, spoiler alert, the way to kill the bad guy at the end is to shoot him in the balls. Hmm. It, it's just, nice. it is an ode to like, we hate men and fuck men. and they. But men don't make movies like that for the most part. Ghostbusters, they didn't denigrate women. The women were the fucking strong characters. Their receptionists talked shit to them and were like, <laughs> was like, fuck you. Her name was Janine. Sigourney Weaver, main character. <laughs> Fun fact, her name was Janine. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> But uh, Kay McKinnon is just, like, if you've never seen the new Ghostbusters, it is just like a Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig having a conversation, a normal conversation. And then, and then what, what's her face? Kay McKinnon running around in the background, like throwing things in the air and then like, like acting goofy and, and, you know, just falling down on the floor and acting like an idiot. It is, the, it is just horrible. Like that's not acting and that's not, it's not funny. I don't know. It just it drove me crazy. It's, I have a huge chip on my shoulder about that movie. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. That's twice in a row. That's, that's two rants. Yeah. I'm, so, I love you, I'm sorry, <laughs> I man. Just, I love your passion about, uh, about the, the things I'm pissed about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ghostbusters was awful. Well, that's why I will never see it. You should. You should see it just to like see what I'm talking about. No. But I did take your advice, and I, I, I'm sorry I haven't finished it yet. I did watch or started to watch Brunson and you were not, you were not mistaken. It is, it's fantastic. Fucking fan. Did you watch it yet? I've not. No, even you, though Tom you, Hardy's my boy. Yeah. You have to, yeah. if, if you it love him, like, it feels like something that could be directed by like Quentin Tarantino. Like yes. It's, it's like twisted and the way that it's shot, it's like kind of all over the place like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a legit movie. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think about directors that cameo themselves in their movies? It doesn't bother me. I like it. I know. I know a few people that think it's douchey, and it's egotistical. Like Stephen King. I, I I'm going to go ahead and tell you. If I directed a movie, hell yeah, I would have a a pretty good cameo in well, it. Well, it's like Stan Lee's in like all the Marvel movies. <sighs> yeah, but he and didn't direct it. That, well, but yeah. that's tongue in cheek. It's kind of hokey. And I mean, most of the fanboys they really love that that whole like, where's Stan Lee going to come in? Is he going to be the security guard this time or? Yeah. Or whatever. Um, I mean, M. Night Shyamalan is in every one of his movies, and he normally plays like a pretty healthy little role in his movies. I mean, Quentin Tarantino is that's what got me started on this. Yeah, every one of them. Um, I'm trying to think. Stephen King is in most of his, not all, but some. He's in some of his. I mean, he wasn't in like Cujo and some of that shit, but he was in Maximum Overdrive. (laughs) You remember that? Yeah, dude, yeah. that's the one where the trucks come alive, right? Yeah, he's like at a bank machine, and he's like, well, I'm just going to get some money out today. And he's like playing really nerdy, and he goes in and like types something in, and the bank machine just goes, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And he's like, <laughs> something's wrong with this bank machine. And he, you know, it's funny. I was like, that's Stephen King. That's crazy. I may have to go back and rewatch this, but was Maximum Overdrive an underrated movie? Yes. Or was it terrible? No, I like Maximum Overdrive. I did too. It's Emilio. I vaguely remember the movie, but I, I, I've, it must have been like so long ago, I don't recall it. Like in it, depth. So it ends. It maximum overdrive ends with the trucks. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> we're yeah. Anyway, I think we're, we're, we're well beyond that. Yeah, I think most people have seen this already. Yeah. 
Um, and I don't know if you all know this, Santa Claus isn't real. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> oh, so, spoiler alert, sorry. Uh, it, it ends with the trucks. It starts off with like, I mean, there, there's just like like a kid mowing the grass and like, you know, like the fucking lawnmower goes crazy. And like, there's like, there, there's a, it, it's just, it, like, there's like a Coke machine that starts spitting out Cokes and like smashing people within the face with Cokes. That this guy goes down there, he's like, where's my Coke? And this Coke spits out and like, like cracks his skull. Like, like the, you know, it's like all the machines just take over and it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. And a lot of them just will lie dormant until you get near them. And then they start going crazy. So Cause it, they, it was Terminator before Terminator. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it come, come out. I think it came out after Terminator. It w- it was in the eighties. It was like eighty. Terminator wasn't it like eighty nine or ninety? The Terminator. So, Maybe it was eighty eight. The first Terminator. No, I think it was like eighty four. I'm I'm researching. Hold on. Adam, fill the void. Yeah, fill the void <laughs> in the meantime. Uh, I one of my favorite scenes in the Terminator is when when Bill Paxton. I think it's Bill Paxton. Like talk shit to Arnold Schwarzenegger and he like pulls his heart out. You know, it was like this like little, I don't think that's exactly how the scene happened. <laughs> you look so pissed at me right now. Yeah. It's cause you fucking refute me. <laughs> it's exactly how it happened. You only like it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's right? walking around having, he's minding his own fucking business. Bill Paxton comes up and he's like, Hey, Hey, you fuckhead!" And like shit talks him and he just pulls his heart out. That's exactly how it happens. Okay. I haven't seen the first one. Yeah. That's like um, the opening scene. Okay. So I was spot on by the way. The it's Terminator not 1984. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. No wonder you're elitist about movies. Remember that the last podcast, it was like every fucking time I said something, he like, yeah. he was like, he was like Oh yeah, that movie. Yeah. yeah. Are you talking about this actor? Yeah. Uh, maximum overdrive. 86. Boom. 80s. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So Terminator came first. Fuck off. So would you consider Maximum Overdrive to be not as good as The Wraith with Charlie Sheen in it? Maximum <laughs> Overdrive was better than The Wraith. The Wraith. Don't get me wrong. I love The Wraith. It was a sweet Wraith. movie for the time. I love The Wraith. And that black car was badass and the sounds that it made and oh, the yeah. girl. Oh, Cheryl Penn in that movie. She was. I think her name was Cheryl. No, it wasn't Cheryl Penn. Anyway, whatever. Sean Penn's sister. Yeah, that's it. Uh, she was gorgeous. <laughs> she was fucking gorgeous. Aaron's gonna love the fact that we're talking about this. Fucking the Wraith. Movie. Yeah, the Wraith. Yeah, that movie was so low budget, and but it was fun. It was a it fun. Was fun. It yeah, was, it was cool. Yeah, like the guy's name was like Chopper or Topper or some. I mean, like every every character in that movie was over the top. I think that car was like a it was a Pontiac prototype or something. It like was. <laughs> it was. It was pretty uh, sick. Yeah, it was goofy looking. Uh. But like it was just cool. That was a cool movie, man. No, it was nowhere near as good as Max. The the production value was nowhere near as good. <laughs> the Wraith. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, he like came back in time. There was this like weird. Well, he couldn't be killed either. Yeah, there was a weird thing in the Spoiler Wraith, alert. like where every time that he like ran over a car or he killed someone, they would show like this random car part on the road, and it would like it would like dematerialize and turn bright white and disappear. And then the car would remorph. Or and they never explained it. Like what the fuck was that? <laughs> right. In like two hours of movie, you're like, they're going to explain this eventually. Well, and and like, they never do. Like it, the way that he got back at people was he would like race them and he would get really far ahead and be around a corner and then park in the middle of the road and let them hit him and it would explode. Yeah. And then he would just like reappear his car. Yeah. It could have been called the roadblock. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, that's basically what he did. The obstruction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. Yep. Uh, the, which I thought was that, – that's kind of like a weird, like – finishing move you know <laughs> it's i'm like, gonna let you hit me yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna up. be in this like blacked out car and i have like the blacked out helmet and everything's weird and remember that one guy like opens up the the hood on the thing and the engine is like, like purple like it, yeah wouldn't it, it move in like a heart or something like, yeah and it's like there's all, all this lightning all over it and his <laughs> fucking finishing move is not like tearing your heart out and screaming up to the heavens with it he just pulls in front of you like that's, that's just that's what he does. He just fucking pulls in front of you and puts the brakes on. You know? He's a terrible driver. That's his finishing yeah. move. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I expected it to be something crazy like that. Like he like eats their soul or something. What no, if that was not. a video game and you were playing it and you're like, this is the finishing move? What the f- yeah <laughs> what the fuck that would probably be on xbox yeah it would you know what i'm elitist about i like ps4 by the way if you like anything microsoft you fucking suck okay what about google i like google microsoft whatever shut whatever <laughs> anyways moving along let's talk about chris pratt anna ferris that was uh, disturbing information today. It was. I th- they're like America's sweetheart. They are. Yeah, I mean, I mean you know, Anna Ferris hasn't had her acting c- career has kind of gone downhill. She's on some show right now. I don't watch, but but apparently it's winning Chris, a bunch of awards. Chris Pratt is bringing it home in that relationship. Yeah, big it's time. But I mean, there, there's there's a lot of successful acting relationships or, or like actor relationships that get together where one of them, like Jennifer Gardner. Well, she they broke up, but it was successful for a while. She like stopped acting, and Ben Affleck was like doing everything, and she like right. stayed home mom. And well, and then know. he fucks the nanny. So well, that was stupid. Yeah, but I'm I'm wondering that that's going to be the next shooter drop. Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt are separating, and tomorrow there's going to be a headline like Anna Ferris cheated or Chris Pratt. I honestly think Chris Pat Chris Pat God. Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence had a thing. Really? That I mean, that's my theory. Passengers was a pretty terrible movie. It, dude, it was so un like unsatisfactory right yeah. now. Did you see? Did you see Passengers? No. It was, was it worse than The Happening. Oh no! 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 no. <laughs> no the Passengers was like a fucking Oscar winner compared to The Fucking Happening. <laughs> <laughs> not the happening yeah. All right, it we're was not gonna like go back Citizen Kane it was such a letdown it had such a good cast Lawrence Fishburne comes out of nowhere oh, like, yeah. over halfway through the movie and you're like okay you know this is going somewhere the ending was terrible mm. I hated the ending yeah so you it's, think it's that, unsatisfying so you think because they starred in that movie together that, that they had a, a thing hmm I don't know. I just think Chris Pratt, he was kind of like Tom Hardy. He just blew up. He did. In a short period of time. And I think that... Isn't it crazy to think that he was on Parks and Rec? Yeah, as Fat Andy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As the shoeshine boy. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just... I think he got too big for... Too big for his britches. And I don't know. It, it may just be a time thing, too. He may just be doing all these blockbuster hits, and he's just not at home. Maybe it's the fact that he's the hottest one in that relationship. Well, he got voted like one of the hottest men in the world or something. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's a stupid bastard. You know, maybe he's 
awful when the cameras go off. Nah. I, I put, doubt it because he seems my, like a really funny guy. I yeah. put him in my top ten of people, of stars I'd want to hang, yeah. hang out I, with. Want to meet. Want to hang out I would almost yeah. put him in my top five. I, hey, I'll pull that trigger right now. Okay. Let's go top five. Oh, shit. I didn't know you meant the whole list. No, no. I'm not saying the whole list. I'm like, let's put him in the top five. Oh, okay, okay. I got you. Jeez. I was freaking out there for a moment. I, I, almost went, I almost went Adam on You're that You're like, fuck, what's my <laughs> yeah. top five? I got all passionate. and Yeah. I couldn't name you. I mean, it would take me forever to put a list together. That, that, that's one thing that always drives me crazy. Someone's like, what's your favorite movie? I'm like, are you fucking serious? I'm yeah. 38. You what's know, your you, favorite song of all time? Yeah. Like, you know how many movies I've seen? You know? Like, come on, man. Going with the wind. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Off. You got to have a go-to, though, that you watch probably every year or when it's on you're just like oh yeah, christmas I'll, vacation I'll, I'll finish this big lebowski but it, okay i'm yeah. i'm not joking i'm not fucking joking with you i'm serious as a heart attack here whenever it's on tv i have to watch the movie contact with jody fucking foster <laughs> oh, no. i have you to sick fuck her, her sweet ass <laughs> you obsession with jody foster I you love, dirty bastard i love contact it's a great contact in the big lebowski and any uh, and uh, pulp fiction have to watch. Uh, True or false? Right now, I'm going to interrupt you. Do you solely pick the women that you date off of their calves? No, but I love calves. Clearly, because in every fucking podcast, you keep bringing up Jodie Foster and, and her sweet calves. I'm going to bring this around. You remember Smoking the Bandit that I talked about a little while ago? God, yes. In the first, <laughs> in the first Smoking the Bandit, uh, he's talking about. Um, Sally Field is in his car and she's got her legs up on the she dash. She's really attractive in that. Yeah, in she's that gorgeous movie. in that. Yeah. She's got her legs up on the dash and she, she, he, he makes some comment about her legs and she's like, I got great legs. And he's like, well, cowboys love fat calves, you know, or something like that. Like, I don't know. I just, it always kind of rang true every time we talked about Jodie Foster and her gorgeous calves. Wasn't Jodie Foster in like Bad News Bears? No. <laughs> Wait. I think she was. Really? I know that's a random thing to pull out, but she I'm, might have I'm been. pretty sure that she was. I'll research it. Um, in one of them. I'm pretty sure. Anyways. So, Chris Pratt, Anna Ferris separated. What are some, uh, what are some, like, Hollywood couples breaking up that, I don't know, left a weird sting taint on you? That, like, bothered me? Yeah, bothered you. That's a good question. I, there, there's been more than a few that I've that I've been like, oh man, like seriously, like that sucks. They just seem so like happy, and I can't think of a single one of them right now. I, I mean, <laughs> I can't. But I mean, you know what? There's been so many that made me go like, oh shucks, guys, that sucks. But for the life of me, I can't think of one goddamn couple right now. Oh, uh, I can't help it. It's late. Uh, okay. I uh, what about Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. I wasn't fully aware of that when it was happening. Because you were six? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, no, that's Tatum O'Neill that was in that, not Jodie Foster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Tatum O'Neill. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. All right, so I'm not going to talk about a couple right now, but answer me this. Why is Tom Cruise such a twisted fuck? Oh, that just came out of nowhere. Yeah, they did. It came out of left field. I mean, we... I, I'm telling you, well, man. Well, no, and look, I'm bringing it up because when I think about celebrity couples, I think about him and Nicole Kidman. I think about him and uh, Katie Holmes. Yeah, gorgeous and, like, and gorgeous. Gorgeous and gorgeous. 
all the twisted shit that I feel like you heard come through the rumor mill about him and his weird Scientology bullshit. And, and, and potential homosexuality. And potentially that too. So like, and I've even heard uh, people talk about it before on other podcasts where Tom Cruise is like, he acts like what he thinks humans should act like. Like, <laughs> I know that fucking alien. I know that sounds fucking weird, but literally when they interact with him in public, he, the way that his mannerisms and the way that he says things, it's like he's, he he's programmed to be like what he thinks people. Yeah, he's like acting or yeah. something like that. Yeah, but not even like acting. Like it's like he's foreign to what it is to be human. Is he the lizard man? That Scientologist error, in? error. I don't know, but I think he's a fucking weirdo. I think he is too. I mean, he, look. Let's be totally, totally honest. We're gonna cleave off all the bullshit from this conversation. Any human being listening to this podcast right fucking now or Tom Cruise or anybody. It doesn't matter. If you are a Scientologist, you're fucking insane. Yes. I don't I give a shit. You are in a cult. 100%. You are insane. The shit that they teach, their doctrine and all that stuff is just crazy. Yep. Now, do they produce some some really like well-adjusted people? I'm sure they do. You know, do they have some really interesting tenants where you go out and you do good all at all times or whatever? Of course they do, but when you really dig down into L. Ron Hubbard, he was insane. And the Scientologists are insane. And it's a huge money grab. They're just trying to grab money. But, um, yeah, I've heard all kinds of crazy stories about Tom Cruise that, like, once behind closed doors, they're just so good at PR with him that you don't ever hear about it, but that he is, like, 100% homosexual. Hmm. You hear all these crazy stories. Like, there's all these these stories about John Travolta, how they're constantly having He's to— He's a Scientologist, too, isn't he? Yes, he is. They're constantly having to squash all of these like weird sexual advances that he does to like the the like kid that comes in and gives him massages or like to hotel people like any, like anytime you get like a young man anywhere around him that he immediately just like comes on to him and like there's been all these lawsuits and all these people that have tried to say something about it and they have to squash it and you know they're they're big enough I mean these guys are damn near billionaires right. and. You know they they're big enough to get some shit squashed. You He's know so you don't you don't you don't get this is going to be a saying that a lot of people have heard. You don't get to be that big and you don't get to be that famous without knowing how to sidestep a few landmines. Like you you know, yeah, you have to. And just think, forty years ago he was on Saturday Night Fever. Yep, four years ago, forty. Forty. Oh, I love 40, John Travolta. What? I uh, he used to be a great actor. I used to think Tom Cruise was a great actor too. Yeah, I mean he still is. I mean. He's coming out with a new movie that's supposed to be really good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Mission Impossible 7? No. It's the one where he's like the, the guy that's like bringing drugs back into the, the United States. The preview looks hilarious. The Mummy? For fuck's sake, no. <laughs> Which that, The Mummy got awful reviews. Yeah. Awful reviews. No, he's got a new. So he he did the Mummy, and like on like they piggyback this on the Mummy. There's a new preview out for a movie that he's going to do that just looks genius. As a matter of fact, in the preview, he's flying a little Cessna, completely loaded with cocaine. He wrecks it, and it's all based on a true story. He gets Narco season three. Exactly. God, will you all just fucking let me finish? (laughs) Will you just fucking let me finish? He gets out of the plane, and he's like, he's like got white like powder like coming all off of him and some kid comes up and he's like he like hands him like ten thousand dollars like let me buy your bike from you you know and like gets on this kid's bike and rides away 
you know, fuck you and fuck you. I can't ever fucking talk about anything. We're trying right. to keep you from going on another 15 minutes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Greatest role that Tom Cruise has ever played was the guy from Tropic Thunder. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> By far. It took until the end of the movie, right about the time they were going to roll credits, when I, I finally realized that's Tom Cruise. Yeah. And you're like, that is Look, Tom Cruise? Throw all the other shit out the window. That was amazing. Les Grossman or Lance? something? Yes, that's what I was thinking of yep. Lance. But, uh, yeah, it's Les Grossman. Yeah. It's great. It's great. He needs to do more stuff like that. Yeah. He needs to, like, branch out and and dress up and, like, wear a fat suit and ball head and do some movies like that. Dude, he is insane at doing his own stunts. Every Mission Impossible movie, he's done 98% of his stunts. Yeah. He funds some of that stuff. He held his breath for, like, six and a half minutes for uh, Mission Impossible 5 or 6 or whichever one. Or 14. I think it was 6. Huh? Or or 14. Yeah, or 84 or whatever. What do you think there'll be more of? Fast and Furious movies or Mission Impossible? Dude, Fast and Furious, for sure. <laughs> Fast and the Furious 38. Fast and the Furious. Easily. But... but they're in wheelchairs. They're all fun. Hey. Every one of those movies is a lot of fun. Hey, if you're like Vin Diesel, we family. <laughs> we, I'm not a we're gonna big do Vin this Diesel like, fan. We're going to do this like family do it. Vin Diesel peaked in Boiler Room. Like, that's when he peaked. Did you ever see Babylon AD? No. that was I, I liked that movie. Babylon AD? Oh. It was a Vin Diesel movie. What I, was it? Look. Did you not like Pitch Black or Chronicles of Riddick? Did you also like Jupiter Ascending or whatever the fuck that movie was? It wasn't a terrible movie. Oh. I did like it. Channing Tatum. Riddick was good. The Chronicles. Channing Tatum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, Pitch Pitch Black was a pretty cool movie. Chronicles of Riddick was okay. He peaked at Boiler Room. I, I've never seen Boiler Room. That's the one where they kill his wife. No. 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 <laughs> no. No. Clearly, you sound we're not so as disappointed. Old as you are. You're a fucking. Uh, like, ten minutes ago, he was like, "I'm a movie elitist," and he, he, I, he, I knew he, every Devin movie fucking and every said this. Actor in it. Boy, the room is has got Giovanni Ribisi. He doesn't even know who Maxine Waters is. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to come back up. <laughs> yeah. uh, Boy, the room was the one where they're they're all like they they join this chop shop, uh, like. Um, for fuck's sake. Um, like, stockbroker firm. And they're, like, <laughs> fucking people over and all this money. And anyway, fuck, fuck this. I, I can't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, boy, the room's when you pick. like this is Devin and Josh get on Adam's nerves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, episode six. <laughs> we piss Adam off for fucking an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this is so much fun. I'm sweating. I'm literally fucking sweating. Well, turn the goddamn thermostat down. <laughs> I'm stressed. If you weren't such a burly fuck. You're stressed because we haven't seen Boiler Room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm stressed. And the, and the big hit, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> the big hit was a fucking good movie, man. <laughs> yeah. We always end up talking about movies on these damn podcasts. Because <laughs> you're having a session with LDP. And you have a session with Jody Foster's calves. And you, can't, you just can't leave them out of normal conversation. Fuck everybody that doesn't like Jody Foster. <laughs> oh, God.
All right, well, you heard it here first. Fuck everyone who doesn't like Jodie Foster. <laughs> this is Devin. This is Josh. This is Adam. See you guys. Later.